0: on the Google Play or App Store, or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems.
1: Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers will rely on Seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more.
0: Welcome to Cutting the Distance Field Reports, breaking news from the Elkwoods, and now your host, Jason Phelps.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Cutting the Distance Field Reports. I'm here in Oregon with Charlie Smith, just finishing up our elk hunt we were on. Um, Pretty limited tag uh, in this unit, and we're just going to kind of go over what we saw red action-wise, what worked, what didn't. Um, We'll probably spend more time on what didn't work um, since we got got a good education on some of these bulls, and, and they really reacted a lot different than what I'd say we're used to. One um, hunting. So, what what would you say the the overall ru- action was here this week? As far as we're we hearing bugles, were we you know finding elk that wanted to cooperate? We were able to locate fairly easily. That was that was good. Um, yeah. So I think for the most part, these elk were running the right game. We we could get to a high point like we normally would. We could locate, and if there were bulls there, especially um, on that first bugle you know, when you show up to an area, that first bugle usually gets them going and then we would kind of struggle, right? And to yeah. maybe getting them to answer a second or third time. So you really had to listen very, very closely for that first bugle um, to make sure you picked it up because a lot of times you could sit there, bugle again in five minutes, 10 minutes, they wouldn't bugle. But sometimes it's, it's one of those things and I don't know why they do it, but if you maybe wait 20 or 30 minutes, you can probably get them to bugle again. It's just, it's almost like they don't want to answer you too many times in a row. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we... We were able to locate and had no problem locating bulls, so that part of our system, our program, we were running our program was working just fine. The where we started to run into a little bit of different a, a difference here, and, and our system kind of ran into some trouble, was you know getting close, cow calling, bugling. Um, let, kind of give give a little rundown on a typical scenario. You know, we locate a herd bull, we, we and then give them what we do from there.
2: Locate a herd bull. <laughs> We always try and cut the distance. Once we cut the distance to a safe distance from the herd where we don't think we're gonna scare them, we might have to locate again, usually with cow calls. Hopefully they respond. check the distance, figure out where they're at, move closer, and start putting pressure on them. I mean, that's pretty much our, our thing, you know?
1: Yeah, and on this hunt, a lot of times, we would cut the distance, uh, we try not to beagle, but we would, hey, maybe we need to do a little squeal beagle, just something to. Never get an answer back. Um, if you got too close, you know, under two, 300 yards, you typically, they would take their cows and leave. They would give us a couple of beagles, round up their cows, and they'd be out of there. Yeah. And they'd,
2: they'd, they'd keep a safe um, distance.
1: We were, A lot of times on this hunt, we learned re- early on that, all right, beagling isn't working, so your, your first instinct is let's switch it up to cow calls. So we move in very tight, get the wind right, do everything we're supposed to. And I'm talking tight on cow calls i'm talking most of the time we were under 100 yards 120 we, we we did we did get very close to a lot of cows didn't really bump them but we you know obviously would spot them in the timber and we'd switch to cow calls and and those didn't seem to work you know they worked at times but not very well not even on the satellite bulls that are around which really kind of has me scratching my head and we've got some theories and we might dive into it here in a little bit on on why these bulls were just not responding to cow calls either
2: yeah that was tough i mean usually when you're cow calling near a herd, you always get a satellite come in, two, three, yeah. little fives, little sixes, whatever, and it just kind of keeps the momentum going with the herd bull sometimes. You get those satellites bugling too, and then the herd
1: bull starts bugling a lot. Yeah, especially in a unit like this with a lot of, a very high bull to cow ratio, you would expect for there to be a lot of, you know, those semi-mature satellite bulls, you know, that are just looking for any sort of cow, but our theory was maybe they assume that all the cows are already taken by herd bulls and they were a little bit reluctant to come in to those calls so we noticed that cow calls weren't as effective as they have been in the past and in, in other units and um you know ver- i would say we ran it 10 plus times right we would once we realized the bugling wasn't working on herd bulls we'd get in cow call maybe get a response or two wasn't really interested and then either the cows would get frustrated with us and kind of bugger out or the bull would just you know, not even respond. They would just keep in their, their pattern and, and hang out.
2: Yeah, then the next time they would respond, they'd be three, 400 yards out. It just... Yeah,
1: yeah. and one thing I wanna talk about a little bit, um, I would say there are wolves in this unit kinda of scattered out. We only really found like a high concentration in one area that was completely void of elk for how pristine of elk habitat it like was. the
2: most perfect elk habitat period, and, beautiful.
1: Uh, no no elk to be seen, completely void, and I'm not exaggerating. We probably walked two miles of road on the top end, two miles of road on the bottom end, and no exaggeration, there was a pile of wolf crap every 10 to 15 feet on yeah. this road, the entire length. Um,
2: I've never seen so much wolf
1: dookie. Yeah, the first day we went through an area, looked really good, just like everything else we've hunted this entire time. Um, went in, we found a wallow so you could see what's been around, um, you know, in the mud. And sure enough, we seen more wolf and cougar tracks than we did yeah. um, elk. Which, you know, that not, I'm not saying that the the rest of the area wasn't good. It's just it's obvious that there are some dead zones in here. And so there were some days or times where we, you know, we really wanted to check an area out and just void of elk. Which um, so the wolves had a little effect, but I wouldn't blame you know wolves on on you know, non-vocal elk necessarily. We do think one day maybe they had moved through an area and kind of made some elk quiet because it was, they were still there and um, yeah, it was I'd, obvious.
2: But. <clears throat> I mean, seeing the the tracks on the road and stuff, you know, it just kind of makes me feel like that the elk aren't going to respond as easy. But I mean, even with some a few tracks and stuff here and there, we were able to get them to talk. But it seemed like when you got closer, is when they just wouldn't
1: say anything. Yep. Yeah. Um, running. Let's jump in a little bit because we always promote kind of running our system. Um, and I think we found ourselves wanting to always go back to that because we even talk about it. Like our system, I would say, works 20, 30% of the time. It's not failproof, right? But it works enough times that eventually it's, it's going to work. You put enough pressure on the bull, you set up enough times. Eventually getting close, uh, close enough to that herd bull's cows, close enough to him you know and challenging him will work or if you know there's satellites around you get close enough to the herd you know potentially pull the herd bull off with cow calls um, so we do a very methodical system and i think uh as we mentioned earlier you know found out it wasn't going to work but we always we would go into setups right saying we weren't going to call it all yep and we go right back to calling it's just you feel like it's eventually going to work like yeah maybe our odds are lower maybe it's 10 percent in this unit um, but we found ourselves every time we're not going to call, we're not going to do anything. You just instinctively go back to it. And I think that's one of my biggest takeaways is you, I, we should have adapted earlier and been a little bit more like steadfast. In,
2: we're too stubborn. Yeah. We like to do it the way we do it. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. We've been doing it for 25 plus years, maybe more, more than that. And it's worked so well so many times. Yeah that it just, it's tough to go in there. And this is where, like my biggest takeaway, maybe we should have just flat out, like stuck to a different system. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. And I'm, I'm more worried in future hunts that I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be scared to death to bugle now just because of all the results we got here. You I'm not, would, my you know. next
2: hunt, I'm bugling. Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, gonna go bugle in your face, so I don't care. Perfect. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'll, I'll fail how I know best.
0: The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood
1: the test of time. Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who has used a can of Seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. People everywhere rely on Seafoam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way that they should the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. So towards the you know, probably about halfway through the hunt, the writing was on the wall. Um, we're gonna have to hunt these things like mule deer, which is a little bit frustrating because we come out in the woods with uh, an idea of how we want to hunt these elk, right? We want to find a bull that's bugling, we want to find a bull that wants to be called in, and we want to run the game our way. We want to get beagles, we want stuff beagling in our face. We did get that, but a lot of times it was a beagle in our face right before they left, you know, with yeah. the cows, so. Um, I want to jump into another challenge on this hunt, which Archery hunting, very, very difficult. Rifle hunt, of course it would have been easier, rifle. But this area has a burn that went through it and it changed the dynamic of, we we always talk about having terrain and vegetation for cover so we can move in close. What this brush did was put us exposed 90% of the time out in, in the open. And number two, it was louder than hell. Number three, it gave you very, very little possibility to ever set up and shoot because even when we did call bulls in, their vitals were gonna be completely covered you know, with, with brush. And so jump into a little bit of how this brush kind of changed our hunt. You know, We focused on a certain bull for two and a half days and then ultimately we just had to like. It's literally trying
2: to get him to be in the perfect spot which there wasn't very many perfect situations you know, where he would actually give us a shot. I mean, it's like you gotta move with these elk as they're going to their feed or bed and hope that they get in these little I'd say what semi-open areas which yeah. there's not very many of them.
1: Yeah, and this, this is where as an elk hunter I once again I struggle. It's easy for me to tell everybody like you just have to like know that there's no light at the end of this plan. <laughs> you know, there if you're if you're going into these areas and you're hunting on a 1 or 2% chance of success and you're really just like hoping and praying we just had to finally we we looked at each other and we're like we got to get out of here. Yeah. We're never going to kill this bull um, with where he's feeding in a burn, and he's bedding in a burn with even t- hot, you know taller brush. We cannot physically kill him.
2: We just we didn't have the time. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, you may, have maybe to, if he had three weeks to work the same. Yeah, bull, you, would, you'd you have
1: get, to, Yeah, you would wait for him to be in the optimum spot, which we kind of got him in on on one attempt, but um, once again we weren't really privy to how these cows were gonna react, um, we thought we were dialed, right? We moved into within 70 yards of this bull. Um, it, it
2: That was a high percentage of having good success yeah, on that. Yeah, his that.
1: cows were there, we, wind was perfect, we were real, real close. So on this instance, um, I think we raked before we bugled, right? Or did we, maybe you bugled first and he hit us right back. Yeah. And yeah. then we went to some raking and I could see the bull face us at about 70 yards. Um, I'm like, oh, this is, this is gold, you know? And he screamed at you again. I think you beagle back one more time on your second beagle, the cows, his cows didn't like it. And they went out and then sure as crap, you know, sometimes in that instance, don't leave when cows spook, right? Because a lot of times that bull will either push them off or they just know to leave and he's gonna stand his ground and do his thing. Mm-hmm. But in this instance, I seen the cows go and then he was right behind them. Yep, he just kept going. Um, which, you know, so I, I always give it time and if you don't know that bull left, um, you know just, just stay but yeah that everything you did right like we couldn't have got any tighter to this bull um but yeah it's just one of those things finally we hunted him two more days um you just you have to just weigh your options and, and the chances of actually killing them another thing um on this hunt in particular these bulls have a higher age class they're you know they're experienced they've had all these calls thrown at them there are a lot of spike hunters in the woods on these type of units there's 20 guys hunting for one person's tag there are people everywhere educated bulls
2: every landing every yeah, every, every gate every yeah.
1: road every spot a person can be so you know very pressured, very you know pressured very educated elk one thing i want to talk about which we got bit by multiple times is you get in on a bull bugle and then you assume that he left or you assume that he's no longer there because maybe you've seen him walk off we would give it some time knowing that there's the possibility he would still be there, these big bulls will literally take three steps and wait for you to show yourself again. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not very patient. We're not very patient. But just one thing to keep in mind that we could have maybe saved a few more of these stocks or situations is always assume that bull's still there. Move very carefully with brush, trees, vegetation in your way of where you last seen him go and try not to expose yourself you know, where he's gonna be able to pick you off. Or don't provide him a different angle. Because a lot of times it seems like they move off just enough that they're trying to pick you off at a different angle versus if you can, you know, stalk straight in on where you've seen him, keep some brush. Um, but multiple times we would come around a tree and there would be a cow or a bull. Um, they're they're a lot more
2: patient than we are. Yep. I mean, it's their home. I just, I don't know, it was tough.
1: Yep. Um one other thing I'd like to know, I was able to just come from New Mexico where you hear a bugle and it sounds like they're, you can see them and they're like, oh, that's a mile away. And I can hear a bugle playing as day here, you know, North Pacific Northwest, you know, denser, thicker timber, everything we heard was way closer than we thought. and And that's one thing to keep in mind. Like we should have recalibrated our brains a little bit because we got caught multiple times moving in too close. Um, where it was just because we were calibrated to like oh that bull's you know way out there when really they were pretty dang close um, so we needed to just slow down a little bit and
2: yeah because then by the time we figured it out we were too close and they were already leaving
1: because yep. they seen was, us coming yeah one one thing to note but um, no rut action seems to be going good here it, it, it's ha- it, it has some high days you know the, where the, the rut seems to be you know rolling and then the next day will be shut off but um, definitely doing good enough here in, in, uh, Oregon, um, you know, the rut, rut's going, and, uh, yeah, these are just some little takeaways, um, from, from the way we normally hunt to the way we should have hunted this unit, uh, but, good yeah, hunt. I, 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 I'm, you know, I, w- I was happy with the action, um, we're out here to play the game, and, uh, Oregon didn't necessarily disappoint.
2: No, it was fun, I mean, we had a lot of good action, it was yep. good hunting, so, yeah. Found some nice bulls, some real nice bulls.
1: Yeah. Thank you for oh, coming to yeah. be my caller and uh trying to help out. We haven't hunted together since 2017. I was able to call you in a little 6 by 5 on that hunt and uh we haven't really hunted since then.
2: uh uh-uh. uh No. That's that was a fun hunt too.
1: Yeah. Now I'm a little uh now I'm a little nervous that uh after hunting with you there's a little uh, curse. Yeah. I don't <laughs> believe in any of that stuff, but I'm a little nervous cuz uh yeah you you've had a, a stretch of bad luck and i'm afraid it maybe re- you know might rub off a little bit so uh yeah
2: kind of like it did to another friend of ours yeah no, I,
1: no i'm not worried about it we'll be uh we'll, we'll get back at it we're heading to idaho next um so hopefully the well i'm heading to idaho you're heading home
2: i'm heading home um, i'm gonna go hunt rosies with the muzzleloader
1: there you go well good luck on that appreciate you being out here oregon's been fun um look forward to the next time we get to hunt together but that is the field report from here in Oregon. Um, Hope everybody's having a good season. See ya. Bye.